Hello and welcome back to the FEZ Show. It is Friday the 15th of May 2020 and we will be previewing the fourth round of the Race at Home Challenge in Hong Kong. With me to talk about it is Edward Hunter and Jack Pickering. Morning, boys. Good morning. Morning, Jack. Oh, that was a great interview with Remco we just did that you can listen uh, somewhere else on our channel. <laughs> yeah, so we've literally just come back from filming uh, an interview with Remco Major, virtual reality, really up in the stakes, Jack, of, you know, our production value, you know, properly becoming a professional, professional channel, I'd say. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, no, that was that. Uh, that was extremely fun to film. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Basically, we just sat in on um on uh, Remco just doing a, t- a test session, whilst we asked him ridiculous questions so he could miss his breaking points. Um, but yeah, no, it was uh uh it it, it was so much fun to have him. Uh, if you don't know who he is, watch our watch our show from Monday because he was he was on the show. Where I mean, ignore the host that day, but he was on the show. Yes, he was obviously he's part of the race at home challenge. Obviously, he finished in seventh place in Monaco in his first round, so qualified automatically for Hong Kong. So we're wishing him all the best of luck. He's you know he's a big fan of the FEZ show, so you know we appreciate him massively for that. So hopefully, if all goes well, he might make a second appearance on Monday. So let's sort of go into the race at home challenge because obviously the big talking point is the tracks and. You know, so far we've just done Hong Kong. You know, well, we're going to do Hong Kong. We've just done the Leicester Formula E track, Ed, and we've done Monaco. So those are the three tracks of Formula E, and it's clear as day Formula E aren't going to any, you know, non-F1 track, um, non-FE tracks, like going to Formula 1 tracks, because they would have done that instead of repeating rounds. So are we expecting to repeat, maybe go back to the Leicester track? Uh, Would that be something that you'd be expecting for next week, for example? Uh, probably, given that that seems to be the only other option. Even Leicester, you could tell the format they were having to stretch out and sort of miss the sim races qualifying uh, in order to fit in everything because the lap there is slightly longer, even though it's quite a high speed circuit. But because it's got lots of straights and stuff, it's quite a. Uh, it was like uh, over a minute to do a lap, whereas a lot of the others, it's uh, the fastest laps are like just under a minute. At uh, Monaco, it's like 52 seconds. At Hong Kong, it's about about a minute 59 seconds for some of the top guys so yeah it, it does sort of make sense um just to, just just to add options and like like we said in previous points they can't go to silverstone or you know Nürburgring or, or or even sandvolt which is a new track they put in they can't really use because the lap's simply just too long for the cars. yeah so jack the thing is right we are frustrated I know me and you are frustrated that we're going back to tracks. Now, we do know something. So, the Formula E esports guy, the person who's obviously been talking to the likes of Remco, the likes of, you know, F1... Uh, if I keep saying F1. F1's too much from my brain. Um, for, Formula E drivers in, in the in the Discord chats and said something new is coming. So, we didn't know what that meant. We didn't know when that was going to happen. But what we found out over the course of the week, which we wanted to get out today, is that we believe there's good sources that are telling us that, you know... the if there is a DLC coming in time, Jack, that Mexico, the new Mexico track, might be on it. So that's interesting, but it's all about when Formula E are going to release it. You know, is it going to be ready for this time next week, or are we going to have to revisit another track and wait until the last couple of races to have a new track to actually finish the season on? Well, if we wait until the final two races before they'd be like, oh, here's our DLC. I mean, just what what, what would be the point? 
what would be the point of it? I, I, they drum this up very quickly, and I think the fact that we've gone back to Monaco and Hong Kong, and there's this chance that we're going back to Leicester next weekend. Um, I think I think it just shows that they weren't really prepared at all for this, and so yeah, I mean it's 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 disappointing because I want to see the I'd love to see the New Mexico track. I'd love to see maybe maybe like Rome on there as well, or Paris or so, or just just something just to just to spice it up a bit instead of going back to the same circuit over and over again. So the interesting thing that's come out recently, Ed is the R-Factor 2, so the person who makes the mods for all the Formula E tracks has put out the new Mexico mod, which was interesting because when I found out Mexico was going to be on the, on the, was going to be used for the Race at Home Challenge, you know, two days later, Mexico new track is released as a mod track. And I thought, that's interesting. Now, these mod tracks normally don't use correct advertising on the advertising boards around the circuit. Whereas this one, it did. It had like DHL, you know, properly proper font, you know, the proper DHL stuff. And I thought, could this be Formula E actually venturing out into the modded community of Formula E to to finish off the season so we're not repeating races? It would sort of make sense because uh, I think, and uh, I, Pico, you're just saying I'd love to see him put Rome up. I'm reminded of the uh, often used phrase, Rome wasn't built in a day. But, um, but yeah, I, I think it would make sense given the extraordinary circumstances with the COVID-19 lockdown going on at the moment that uh, Studio 397, who of course the official developers of R-Factor 2, might not be able to get as many, they might not be able to produce as many tracks within the sort of time frame they would normally be able to. So it would make sense getting modders in to do that maybe if it's sort of a time-sensitive kind of thing. and. It, 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 uh, I, I guess there's the idea of if the track isn't laser scanned, you're not sure exactly how it's going to turn out, as we see sometimes with the Codemasters F1 games, there are a couple of inaccuracies with like curbing bits of the track that aren't. The F1 drivers like, this doesn't feel anything like real life and stuff, but uh, hopefully that's not the case with the uh, with this, if, if, if what you say is true, Jack. So I want to come back to you actually, Ed, because I know you know a lot about this. So obviously R Factor 2. Um, it's they are the tracks of laser scan. When we were talking to Remco about Hong Kong, he said, you know, this is a laser track scan. And obviously, in this time period that we're in right now, if Formula Re came to to Studio Three Nine Seven and said, look, we need this for our thing, otherwise, you know, it's going to look quite bad, and it is starting to look quite bad. That you know, we need this, but I don't think those tracks would have been laser scanned. And obviously, R Factor like having laser scan tracks. So, do you think that they produce a DLC with tracks that are not laser scanned, or do you think they had them spare, but they just, you know, Formula E weren't really interested in in putting them out? I don't know. I think it'd be quite hard to laser scan that many tracks. I think Hong Kong, it would sort of make uh, make sense because I think they may have done that early in uh, season three. And then they released it in like I think uh, is it November, so at the very end of 2018, I think, or no, 2017. Sorry, because it was the same year as uh, Road to Vegas, uh, and that was a lot, that they launched that along with the uh, original uh, Formula E car mod with the season four cars, which were Gen One ones, as you remember. But uh, I, I, I don't, I don't know. The, like I said, the problem with laser scanning the tracks is that the, all the Formula E tracks aren't—they're uh, not permanent circuits. It's not that you can just show up because it would usually be like a street being used for, you know, whatever else purpose. In the case of like, you know, London and New York, they're being used as hospitals right now. So you can't exactly go in and get <laughs> up at the Osteo 397 to laser scan the track in any kind of way, uh, at least not in a way that's um, 
you know healthy or helpful right now but um but yeah i i, I think it's unlikely that they're sitting on a gold mine of uh, tracks but uh, i don't know for sure to be honest yeah but that's the thing that amazes me like if these tracks are laser scanned and especially with formula e jack being you know street circuits you know mexico makes sense for it being laser scanned because it's actually a circuit but having like the likes of hong kong and, and the monaco short layout you know laser scan it's like when do you get the chance to do that because you know these are normal racetrack normal street circuits or street places you know nine times out of ten during the year like when do you get the time to laser scan it so do you think maybe in the future you know if formerly are to release a dlc with a couple of tracks so we can finish the season on some new places would you be bothered if they're not laser scanned and at least then we've got something that's new but then they can be updated in the future possibly yeah that's yeah that's a very good question uh what 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 puzzles me is that is that they did laser scans of Monaco and Hong Kong, um, but they just didn't bother to laser scan any of the other tracks. They so they did they just pick those two by random or what or what happened there? But um, but no, I think um, yeah, I think that that should be maybe uh, maybe a thing that they do some point uh, when uh, uh, when they do a Formula E weekend that they that they laser scan. The tracks then so then for future uh, then for future we can yeah that's that's what i want to bring up actually because you say that and i think that's brilliant because does that show like why did they decide to laser scan monaco and hong kong that's a good question that's a good question to ask the people of the esports because those are people who would be in charge of it jack in terms of why did they do that and two if they did do that why was the discussion of not laser scanning the other tracks like what were former in intentions and that's the question that we'd love to ask and as i said you know they haven't done these press conferences which you know we we would love to ask formerly like what were your intentions say season five of doing sim races were you thinking about you know bringing out other tracks that were laser scanned because you have to remember hong kong came out season four so well, that was laser scan maybe season four came out you know around then monaco came out season five so when was that laser scanned who knows because we didn't go there till season three and it was ready so it might have been laser scanned in season three and it was ready for the season five race when we came back to monaco so it's interesting that formula e have two laser scan tracks but they haven't decided you know what while we're here let's get people to laser scan tracks and we can use this jack in the future to either create our own game that we can put on PC or to pull it on sim platforms like iRacing or R Factor 2 so people can enjoy Formula E on those platforms. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, uh, I mean I I don't think I'm ever going to get I don't think I'm ever going to get to drive Punta del Este now unfortunately, but I don't know why but yeah, if 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 they were scanned in season 3, then why didn't why didn't they scan all of them? Because the thing is People have been people have been begging for a Formula E game since what halfway through season one, season two, midway through season two, something like that. So yeah, so yeah, I just don't see why they would have just scanned two tracks. They they would have scanned more than that if they were actually intending on doing something. And so yeah, I think it's yeah, it's it's disappointing that we only have these two tracks and one fictional track in New Jersey somewhere. Um, and so, and they made a fictional track in New Jersey, and they're pretty much close to New Jersey with New York. So you think, well, why don't you just do New York? We would have preferred New York to have, to have been laser scan and 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 that as a as a bundle potentially rather than they're making a new track 
that's fake that's in the same area as New York basically I know it's not exactly the same but it's close enough um so exactly so it's but I think it goes back Ed to what we've been saying now for a couple of weeks is they just put sim racing to one side and you know we were lucky someone someone reached out to us who used to be part of the Formula E sim racing community the actual Formula E and said that they just didn't give the funding for sim racing they just you know they stopped it and you might say that could have been because of the Vegas e-race for example yeah, and of course, cause, because that was all about the £1 million prize pot and there was all the big controversy about Oli Pakula winning it when there was the bug with the fan boost and then they ended up being given to Bono Huisi. It was all a bit of a, uh, well, public relations, uh, I, w- I want to say scandal, but it definitely didn't look great. And, uh, scandal, scandal. And it's, yeah, <laughs> as, as John O'Connor would say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but... Um, but I, th- I think it was just, yeah, because there was all that money and that was a big part of Cloud Sports pitch. Oh, we'll have this big series, all the money at the end that maybe I was thinking, well, we blew all this money and ended up being a bit embarrassing for us, so why put any of money and effort into it? And now, when sim racing is now the only way they can do it because of the uh, current uh, you know, lockdown going on at the moment, it's become a problem. And they, they could have done more to address that had they persevered, perhaps, it, despite what happened in Vegas. Yeah, for me... It just shows that obviously they did forget about sim racing and they've been bitten by, you know, what's happened in the world, sadly. And everyone else is able to just jump to their sim racing platform and Formula E just went, we can't do that unless we we either repeat rounds or we get something ready towards the end if they potentially are doing that. Like we, I know we're, we're hoping that something comes. It'd be great if something comes and, and we, we're getting closer and closer to having a Formula E game in a sense on our factor two which makes sense because you've got the season four season five season six cars on there you've got two official tracks and you've got all the modded tracks so technically you know you said you haven't driven Punta del Este Jack you can drive Punta del Este it's on the game as a mod that the they've that the person who's modded the tracks has made i love the face that he's doing right now I wish we could just uh, that's brilliant that's brilliant <laughs> I, want, I want to drive Punta del Este so you know it's on there, but it would be great if they could have been on there in an official capacity rather than a fake capacity. But moving on, I want to move on because obviously this is partnered with UNICEF and that's fabulous that it's partnered with UNICEF. But when we just had a look at the page before before everything sort of started this morning and they've only raised £3,025 out of their target of £100,000. And this has been going on for, what, five weeks now? And I'm a bit disappointed about that because obviously it's great. So far, £3,000 and people that have, gener- have have donated, you know, thank you so much for, for donating. It's it's really generous. But a massive company, I know Formula E isn't a company, Ed, that is, um, you know, huge in popularity. Obviously, its popularity is gaining, but it's nowhere near the level of Formula 1, for example, or IndyCar probably. Okay. And... You've got Formula One drivers, Charles Leclerc, George Russell, Lando Norris, Alex Albon. They did their event to raise £100,000 that they wanted for the United Nations Foundation. And they got pretty close. They raised 77000 I think it was along those lines, in three streams. And, you know, Lando Norris in that, I think that's where he had to shave his head. You know, he, he raised over 10000 in one of his streams. So he had to shave. That's why he shaved his head. And you think Formula E is such a big company. 
and they haven't really advertised. They haven't really, you know, do do you think they should have made a bit more of a blase? Like, you know, you see on these streamers, they put their goal up and they put the how much has been donated. Do you think maybe Formula E should have done that to sort of say, look, this is what we want to achieve. Can you help us achieve it? And maybe they would have raised more money than the £3,025 that they've raised so far. Yeah, I mean, like you say, I mean, three thousand. It's it's not like you know, we shouldn't scoff at. I mean, I put two pounds of my own money towards that because if I hadn't, it would only be three thousand and twenty-three pounds. But <laughs> but yeah, I um, I I, I think they could have done more than just have Nikki Shields occasionally nag the viewer. Oh, by the way, we've got this charity thing that you can donate to. Anyway, back to the racing. <laughs> it feels like they could have had a few more graphics and a bit more calls to action. I mean, that's something that you've been nagging me about, our oh, catcher as well, just to nag people to subscribe and put a subscribe graphic on. Incidentally, if you haven't subscribed yet, you should. <laughs> but anyway. Nice uh, plug. <laughs> there's, a graphic that, there's a graphic that's just come on screen, so you can do it. That's <laughs> yeah, what he made. Of, <laughs> yes, exactly. All sorts of bells and whistles. Uh, and, but yeah, I, I think it's, it's another thing of the they're almost sort of reluctantly promoting it. In fact, when they were showing um, the only sort of big video highlights I've seen from formerly posted on their Twitter account was uh, after Leicester when a lot of people crashed the first chicane and they put a few clips of, oh, who, who did the best crash and stuff like that. That was the only real time I, personally I actually saw them make a, make any kind of fuss when the sim racing wasn't on. It just seems like, oh, we got it coming up this weekend. Oh, it's just happened. Oh, congrats to this guy who won. And it was fierce as well. So I feel like they could, they, they do a decent job. They do an okay job with uh, promoting the uh, Formula E driver's race. But I feel like the sim races race, especially when we get to the closing stages, they could do a bit more when it's the, it's up to, you know, when we get to the final 24, who are going to fight to, you know, win that drive, real drive in the real Formula E car at some point. I think that, I think they could do a bit more on, on that front, get us to know who some of these guys are. Thankfully, we have done a bit of that with Remco and uh, it'd be nice to see some of the others too. Yeah, the thing is for me, right, you see the demise in popularity of the event. Let's go back to Hong Kong, round one, 109 sim racers competed to qualify. When I logged in and I didn't actually, I did a lap at Hong Kong, but I didn't actually set a lap until, what, six o'clock in the evening last night? Before I joined the session, only 46 people, 46 people had put their name down to qualify. That's a big drop in four rounds. And that's just because it's not being marketed enough. It's not being Formula E. I don't, as I said, we've been really bashing, I suppose, Jack, at Formula E's marketing lately. But when you're doing these events and when you want people to raise money for a certain charity that you want them to do, and you're not, you know, sort of doing anything midweek for that to happen, people forget about it. And then they come back, they go, oh, yeah, maybe I should donate. I'll think about it. But then they don't see, oh, yeah, I forgot to donate. Yeah, I need to do that. Put it on my to-do list. Oh, oh uh, I missed it because, you know, people's lives are so busy. If you put them, like a call to action, as Ed said, in their face, this is what we want to achieve. This is how you can do it. And, you know, even the commentators reminding you to do that during the stream or during the race or something, it it, it would help. And people go, oh, right, I'll do it. I'll do it. There we go. I've done it. And And, you know, you raise more money. Whereas if you're just silent, you're never going to achieve anything. And I think that's Formula E's real problem at the moment. 
Yeah, definitely. Just just promotion in general has just been nothing, as uh, as you guys alluded to. It's just it, it it is just right. Okay, this is happening, and then okay, this is who won, and then that's it. And you, you don't really see much. And they but they, they they do post like one thing saying like one day to go or two days to go, three days to go. But the thing is, yeah, it's apart from that. There's 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 nothing really much at all in regards to like how they're not raising that much money. It, I think that there should be a kind of like you uh, uh there should be like a universal ticker so so uh so it ticks up live how much has been raised but not only just have that on the fe stream have that on stoff stream have that on daniel app stream have that so and and uh, and, and so and so have that live across all the streams that are doing the race at home challenge there we go and if four formula one drivers can do that because that's exactly what four formula one drivers did for their united nations you know lando norris had his Charles Leclerc had the total amount. It was all linked to each other's streams. So four Formula One drivers. I'm not saying that you know they're not the like most intelligent people, but what I mean is if they can do it for their own sort of production for their streams, why can't Formula E do something like that, Jack? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Well, you've basically just taken the words out of my mouth. I mean, no, oh. yeah, it's yeah, it's basically yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's basically what they need to do. I'm, I'm sure that there's someone at Formula E who can, who can create a graphic um, that can, uh, that can tick up in real time, and then that can be on, uh, then that can be on every, uh, on every stream. Yeah, for for me, I feel like it's just, it's just a massive thing that Formula E are missing, and you know, three thousand and it's twenty five pounds. As I said, it's a good amount. It's a good amount that they have made, okay? It's solid. You can't knock that. But at the same time, a big company like Formula E who have aspirations of raising 100,000, we've got four races to go. At the halfway stage, they're not even 10% of the way there, not even 5% of the way there. So in that regard, it's quite disappointing. So yes, go. If If you're listening to this and you haven't, you know, decided to donate to the UNICEF and you feel like you want to, there's no obligation to, but if you would like to, you know, go to the page. I don't even know what the page is. That's how badly Formula E have, um, you know, marketed this. But if you go on Formula E's, the official Formula E website, there will be a link for you to go onto, onto the page. It's in but the description on all their streams, yeah. Yeah, yes. So go back and have a look. But as I said, it's not really well, you know, funded. It's not like it's a just giving page either. It's some random, I don't know, Tiffy, I think it was. I yeah. Don't know. Um, but anyway, let's move on to the sort of the track obviously for me in terms of what's going to happen i was looking and thinking before the show another crash fest but jack i'm like i don't think it will be especially after watching remco negotiate that chicane i know we saw some crashes and some drivers did retire in hong kong but maybe it won't be as bad of a crash fest as i once think well yeah the only crash that i can remember from the first round of the season was the one that happened in the sim drivers race where the mercedes flipped over and that that that's that's the only crash that I really remember. I know that something happened off camera with a couple of drivers, but there was nothing that crashy in comparison to the races that we've had at Monaco and that we've had at Electric Docks. I mean, so yeah, I I I, I don't see anything. I, I don't really see anything that different happening. I think it will be a relatively calm race for the the race home challenge standards. Yeah, and obviously they had the Van Dorn crash as well at the chicane, in where he sort of, you know, crashed out during the drivers' race. But, you know, for Van Dorn, is this his chance now? Because I think Van Dorn is probably the quickest driver 
I think Pascal Verlein's probably giving him a run for his money. But, you know, we're saying Gunther, and obviously Gunther is quick, but over these last couple of races, like, Gunther hasn't been on pole. Like, he's just been super consistent during the race. He's got the consistency nailed, Ed. So, is this Van Dorn's chance? Is it his chance to finally win a race in this race at home challenge? Well, he's certainly been quick so far, and he's very experienced in sim racing. He used to, before he was an F1 driver, in fact, he used to be compete in the Formula Sim Racing Championship, which is also where Jack Nicole's got his start in commentary. So those two know each other quite well, I think. But um, but yeah, I, I think Van Dorn has a reputation. He had a reputation for this in real life too, of just being a bit unlucky that he would uh, start off well in races and then some uh, there would be some kind of reliability problem or some kind of bad luck and he would drop down the order. And we saw that, especially in Hong Kong in the first race where he just ping-ponged off that chicane and got sort of stuck in the came to a dead stop against the wall and had to, had to wait for like five cars to pass him before he could restart again. But um, yeah, but yeah I, I, I think it would be really nice to see him uh, break his down. He's, he's definitely quick in Hong Kong. He got pulled there last year in real life in the HWA in the rain. He got pulled there last time he was in racing. So you've got to think he's one of the favorites at least to do well, if not to, to win outright. But of course, Pascal Verlein and one in Monaco has got a lot of momentum behind him too. Yeah, I feel for Vandon because, you know, he was quicker also in the virtual GP, Jack, you know, in, when they went to Brazil, uh, was on pole, crashed again, though, sadly for him. Um, but then he wasn't invited for the recent one that happened in, in Spain. Obviously, he got moved aside because I think it was him and Esteban Gutierrez, but then was sort of pushed aside for the Mercedes sim racer or sim driver and Anthony Davidson. Um, so a bit of a shame for him. But, you know, I'm expecting big things from Vandon in Hong Kong. Yeah, definitely. Ed hit the nail on the head there with um with uh, uh with the whole Hong Kong comparison. He got pole last time out when we went there for the race home challenge. He got pole in season five. So yeah, they yeah yeah they are very good points to make. And um and uh, and yeah, I'm pretty sure he got pole in that Brazil race for the for the virtual F1. He did, yeah. Um and then made it 20 meters before crashing out. Um, but um, uh, but yeah, hopefully luck will turn turn his way and fingers crossed he'll get back uh, fingers crossed he will get that elusive win because he's i think he, has, he, has he been no he hasn't been second in every race but he's been second at like uh three times well, now i think out the, out well, the he's, he's, cr- he's crashed a few races, times yeah. hasn't he so you know yes he's putting down the order a little bit i think he's been like fifth or fourth for, for some of them but obviously driving half the race remember with a bent steering wheel but what is really interesting ed and obviously how quick these drivers are compared to like the sim races like we were just with remco uh earlier and oliver Rowland, he was telling me he's done 250 laps in yesterday's practice session so 250 laps in one sitting in a two-hour you know session that's a you know boom 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 like a, a lot of laps that he's doing and it's telling me how serious that these drivers are taking it. And, you know, it's great to see that the drivers are taking it quite seriously. Oh, absolutely. And in fact, when I used to do sim racing, I remember it would be a similar thing where you would stay up late doing hundreds and hundreds of laps, especially if the lap is really short. And uh, and it's cool to see them uh, getting into it and take, at least Roland at least, is taking it extremely seriously in terms of trying to make sure he's up to speed and he's not too rusty when, when things get started tomorrow. Uh, and... And also, I guess it's important that it with the, in particular, with the one lap format that uh, Formula Lee have. And I think Rimco sort of alluded to this when we talked to him on Monday, 
he's an endurance racer. He's used to just being really consistent, doing the same lap out, out and out and out. And that's what, but one of the things he struggles, he seems to, in his opinion, struggle with uh, is qualifying where, such a formula where well, you've only got the one lap to get it right. And uh, he was telling he me, I think, that, um, oh, I thought I, I thought it was going to be a second down on the front runners. And there was ended up being a couple of attempts down. Like, oh, if I'd not messed up that first corner a bit, I could have gone pole. But, you know, could have, should have, would have. And, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if that helps Roland uh, tomorrow as well, what practice he's been doing. That's, that's the thing. Obviously, the one lap, that's why they're a bit slow. But it's interesting to see, like, if you put some of those, you know, Formula E drivers in the sim qualifiers, They'd all make it through. They'd they'd all qualify, which, you know, it'd be interesting, as I said, what we've been saying, Jack, is that we'd love to see a race between some of these Formula E drivers, especially the front runners, against some of these sim races, because I think that would be one of the most competitive sim races we would have seen throughout the whole season. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It wouldn't just be like the um the uh, the Visa Vegas E race where I think well, I, I think it was literally only Felix Rosenqvist who only put it, got anywhere near the sim races in uh, in Vegas a few years ago. But yeah, yeah, based on based on the times that we've seen, we think uh, yeah, yeah, I think it would be a, a it would be a lot more competitive, and it, uh, and 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 it would be fun. It, it may not be for championship points, but just just for the fun of it, just do it. Top twelve, top twelve in both championships, shove them together. Yeah, I I would love to see just a an exhibition race between 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 the sim racers and the F, and the top FE drivers. But boys, we're running out of time. Um, another show in the books. So, uh, fine. Before we go, just some predictions. Who do you think is going to take the victory in Hong Kong? Ed, we'll go to you first. Okay. I believe I I think Robin Frines has been quite quick, even though old Rowan's been practicing a lot. I think Robin Frines is going to take the win in the drivers' race. And I think in the sim races race, uh, provided they show up, I think actually the Graham Carroll is going to um, boss it at Hong Kong. And I think, but I think Remco is going to come on the podium in third or second. I was going to say, you have to say Remco. <laughs> I know, but I like Graham Carroll as well. It's hard to choose. <laughs> Jack? Well, the pressure is pressure's on me because I've said the right one the last two weeks. So if I say it wrong this week, then... Uh, and the universe collapses because Jack Pickering yes. is always right. <laughs> yes. So I am going to say that the duct will be broken and Stoffel Van Dorn will win his first race. Okay, then. I was going to go with Stoffel because I didn't think you were going to go with Stoffel. So I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Oliver Rowland. Why not? He's doing a 59.8, which is probably not the fastest but in, in practice. But you never know. He might have gone quicker by then. He's put enough laps in, so... Hopefully he's got the consistency up. So let's go for a shock. Oliver Rowland, Maxi Gunford to crash out. There we go. It's going to be his turn to finally make a mistake. That's my bold prediction. Um, but Jack's, boys, thank you. Jack, uh, Jack has either lost a lot of money or he's going on holiday later this year. Boom. I don't even know if you, I don't. Even, I don't think you could. I know there's a lot of people who want to gamble on sporting events, but I don't really know if you can. I th- uh, I think you can on the, on the virtual uh, F1 race, but I'm not sure about. I'm um, not sure about the not sure about race time. I know you can gamble on the races challenge as well. You can. You can. You can. You can put money down. I don't know why we're advocating. When the fun stops, stops, people. Yes. People. So <laughs> gambling's yeah. illegal, except in public places. <laughs> yeah. When the fun stops, stop. And on that note, boys, it's time to end. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching. If you have been enjoying the the shows lately and and our content, please remember to hit that like and subscribe button. You've been watching the FEZ show. We will see you next week. 
Goodbye. Thank you.